0: Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Tooth and Claw, a show where we talk about the most intense real wild animal attacks and what we can learn about how to avoid, prevent, and survive them. Today we're talking about pythons. It gets pretty not safe for work almost immediately, so uh, take this as a content warning. Nothing too crazy, but I know that if my boss were to hear what we say during this episode, I would be asked if I needed any help and then told firmly to leave the premises. Thanks again for listening. Let's get to the episode so we are back it's 2021
1: yeah and
2: we're doing a new one any Um,
1: new year's goals
2: yeah actually i did make some i i'm doing like a daily workout i'm um
0: yeah yeah. it shows you're huge (laughs) you guys will have to trust us but wes (laughs) is
2: yoked uh i'm trying to eat a lot less sugar because i got a sugar problem yeah and uh there's a few other things too i need to write them down but those are my main ones you got any,
1: Jeff? I've been practicing with Mike's sword. He got a sword as a Christmas present. Yeah. So I'm just trying to get really capable with Real that. Really good at the sword. Yeah. How's it going? Not that well.
0: <laughs> like Musashi himself. Do they still have sword fighting competitions? Uh, yeah, I think like kendo, the, the little wooden yeah. bamboo things they hit each other with. Or okay. fencing. Or LARPing. I just I LARPing yeah. at yeah. the I, park.
2: I kind of would hope there's like a real sword fighting competition out there, though, with like real swords. There might be, right? That's that's war. I, I know, <laughs> but like where they're not trying to kill each other,
0: there's well, I don't know. Anyway, yeah, yeah, we're getting off topic already. Mike, um,
1: New Year's goals,
0: yeah, uh, reading one book per seven day period. Wow, one okay. book a week. That's great. That's I think I can do it. Yeah. Okay. Short what books did short you books read sometimes? already this year? Yeah, what do we start? What do we start so, with? So I've gotten away pretty easy. The first couple I've been reading books with my uh, nephew. Uh-huh. <laughs> so <laughs> they've been How old pretty is he? short. He, well, he's reading at a, a level above his grade. Let's just say that. How he's old is he? two. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> so any
2: book counts. Yeah. Okay. Nice. This isn't going to be nearly as hard as I thought. <laughs> um, Speaking of hard books, I the other week I um, didn't have much to do. I had like a break day and I started looking at wiki pages for Lord of the Rings stuff. Uh-oh. And I was reading like, I, I like did a deep dive on like Morgoth and Eru and like all the different kind of like, oh, wow. yeah. And was doing this for hours. And finally I was just like, you know what? I just need to read the Silmarillion. Sil- 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 yeah. um, and so I ordered it. I got the Silmarillion. Oh, cool! Yeah.
1: Also, speaking of hard books, I watched the start of John Wick three. Uh huh. And he killed a dude with a book. With a book. That's yeah, that's crazy.
2: Bobin, right?
1: Hard, yeah, yeah, the <laughs> NBA play.
2: Hardback book. Um, <laughs> truly. It, anyways, it a hard I'm, book. I'm excited yeah. to read the Silmarillion. Like I, I have always wanted to. It's always been a goal of mine. I'm gonna do it.
0: So outside of U.S. history, would you say that you know more about Tottenham? Middle Earth history than any country in the Definitely. world? Definitely. really
2: yeah yeah i I. it's fast i couldn't think about anything for like two days after i read it after i read those wiki pages just you
1: know i'm just gonna do a deep dive now west do do you think that pythons exist in the world of middle
2: earth Uh, i don't but that's actually that's uh, incredible that you brought up pythons (laughs) yeah because that's actually what we're going to talk about oh no way yeah okay yeah so as jeff mentioned uh We don't know if pythons existed in Middle Earth, but we do know they exist in Earth. And that's what we're going to be talking about today, is (laughs) reticulated pythons.
1: Nice segue.
2: Thanks. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So we are talking about a specific species of python, which is the reticulated python. Now, um, if you want to imagine, for you guys out there that maybe don't know what the different types of python look like, the python from Harry Potter, uh, Nagini... Voldemort's python is a reticulated python. You can tell because it's always reticulating. Yeah. (laughs) They have a reticulating pattern down their back, and I think that's how they got their name. They have a really vivid, beautiful (laughs) pattern. They're actually, to the longest snake in the world. Oh, wow. Reticulated Um, python. Yeah. Anacondas are technically the biggest snake in the world because they get heavier and bulkier, but these ones are the longest, and they Mm. get really, really big. Okay.
1: What's more impressive to you? Girth, I, like I the, uh, the girth or think the longest or the like. biggest <laughs>
2: this is getting get weird really soon uh i i think i i like anacondas i've seen anacondas in the wild they they for me are like just coolest. being the heaviest
1: is more impressive i don't know yeah.
2: i always when i growing up i loved reticulated pythons too they're beautiful yeah anyway we posted a photo um of some like some uh, tribesmen from the philippines holding a dead huge reticulated python on the instagram you can get a good idea of just how big they are looking at that but there's a few stories we're going to go through Uh, a couple of them involving smaller reticulated pythons and then a couple involving really big reticulated pythons nice the first the first couple stories there's probably should be a little content warning for them if you are listening with children uh this might not be the story for them um let them
1: listen yeah (laughs) they gotta grow up
2: (laughs) okay our first story takes place in Nonthaburi, Central Thailand. Nonthaburi, Thaburi, Central Thailand. Uh, Nand, Nand Thaburi, Central Thailand. Oh, I'm probably yeah. killing that. But <laughs> on the 8th of September, 2020, so this is a really recent one. Oh, wow. Um, 18-year-old Sirapop Sira Muskarat had just gotten home to a small apartment that he shared with his family. And immediately he goes in to use the bathroom. One of those times where you get home and you just immediately have to That's go in. every
1: time Mike gets home from anywhere. <laughs> Wait a minute. Hold on. <laughs>
0: Let's not watch into this. Okay. I no, won't get can't. too far into this, <laughs> yeah. but I'll just say this. Jeff probably has a parasite. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We're going to
2: get back to our story before we get into another roommate fight. So, Sirapop has just sat down on the toilet. Um, he's in Thailand, and the toilets there are varied... Like there's some that are squat toilets, there's some that are normal sitting toilets. He's on a normal sitting one, and they have these little hoses that are like a spray hose. So it's like a bidet, but you kind of have to do it with the little hose in your Manual hand. Manual bidet. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So with one hand he's holding this hose, and the other hand he's holding his phone, which is what you do on on the toilet these days. Lecture. Interesting. If I forget my phone when I go to the bathroom, oh, I thought you were gonna I'm say like,
1: hose. No, no. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm
2: very bored if I forget my phone when i'm in the bathroom so he's on his phone he says he's like looking at clips of videos and he's about five minutes into his his poop when suddenly he feels a searing pain on the tip of his penis oh and he looks down and there's a four foot reticulated python biting it just completely latched onto it <laughs> That's insane. yeah and it's hanging into the toilet bowl the snake the snake had swam up through the pipes he was sheltering in his toilet bowl. Who knows if he sat down without seeing it or while he was on there, it, it decided to swim up, but it just struck out and just nailed him.
0: So how old was Sierra Pop? He's 18. So this might have been his first sexual experience. <laughs> We're not going to go there. Uh, if it
2: was, you know, that sucks that that's how. Anyways,
1: I just want to let the listeners know too, like, when Wes describes things, he uses his hands a lot. And once he like said that he had a hose in his hand, he had his fist clenched like he had a hose in his hand the entire time he's been talking. Kids. So, so a little sneak bit out of the toilet. It's that's it's a nightmare. Still feel. hanging
2: in the toilet, attached to his penis. Okay. It's like, okay um. Yeah. So a little bit more about reticulated he's pythons. Upset. He is. Yeah. We're gonna get to his <laughs> reaction. Okay. Um. So these pythons are actually really common throughout Southeast Asia. They grow to be, as we mentioned, the longest snake in the world. They hunt by using their tongues and they have like chemo receptors in there that essentially um, they use this thing called a Jacobson's organ that their tongue can pick up any chemical out in the wild and that transmits it to this organ. And that's kind of how they navigate the world and hunt is by doing that thing with their tongue. So that's why you always see tongues uh, coming out of snakes' mouths. Hmm. So once they find an area where they're sticking their tongue out and there's a lot of prey, scents, and stuff, they'll kind of just lay in wait, a reticulated python, until something walks by that they're interested in. They strike out. They can strike it like a third of their body length. And their striking uh, speed is 160 meters per second squared. So it's like, it's faster than we can see. It's insanely fast. Uh, and they have 100 razor-sharp teeth that are angled backward. So they look like fishing hooks. And when they latch into something, those teeth, because they're angled backwards, you can't get them out. Like, it's like an anchor for that snake. And that's really what, how it serves. The, the teeth anchor on... And then the snake wraps its body around whatever it's killing and starts constricting. And the old idea was that they're suffocating their prey. And that still maybe happens. But the new thought is that they're actually constricting at such a high pressure that it raises your blood pressure so high that the blood literally like rushes into your brain and destroys your neural tissue. Whoa. So that blood pressure is so high that it's ripping apart the tissue in your brain and it kills you that way. So it's, it's a pretty intense way to go. And if the snake is strong enough, it can actually break your spine and stuff too. But That's scientists insane. are starting to think that that raised blood pressure, both in your brain and your heart, is yeah. what actually kills things. Pop's blood might have been rushed yeah, into a different yeah. part of his body this time. Uh, exactly. So the other thing... Uh, is that after they have killed something they can open their jaws our jaws our two lower jaws are fused at the bottom we have mandibles that are fused they don't have that fusion so they have a like a stretchy ligament right there and that's what they can do to open their mouths really wide people always say like they dislocate their jaw that's not what's happening their mouth can just stretch way way out so cool. they can swallow anything that's about as wide as their body like a big reticulated python can swallow a human hole I just wanted to kind of break down what they're capable of and the 100 sharp curved teeth especially yeah that's not something you want attached to your dick
1: <laughs> yeah no anywhere really
0: so that's just me though uh
1: right but that'd be like the last spot you'd want yeah me. really you Unless, think
0: well let's yeah, okay, okay. <laughs>
2: we'll let's deliver it right after this PG-13 yeah. at least Okay, so Syrup Pop has a, a python attached to his python. Uh, he's panicking. <laughs> Good one, Wes. <laughs> he's panicking. He's freaking out. His pants are around his ankles, and he hops up and runs to the door and somehow kind of gets, like, the door stuck on the snake, and the snake pulls off, and blood just goes everywhere. Sprays all over the bathroom. Uh, I've got Whoa. a photo to show you guys of what his bathroom looked like. Oh my god. His toilet and stuff. What? So there's a lot of blood. That's the snake inside of the toilet.
1: I thought that was a poop. Yeah,
2: no, that's the snake. <laughs> he closes the door. He runs to his mom who's doing her best to calm him down. She's probably freaking out too. He's saying that he had a snake, you know. Okay, but yeah. this
1: isn't a snake that could eat a person.
2: No, 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 no. This is like a tiny this one. This is yeah. like a, baby, a 4
1: foot long like you a said. Juvenile.
2: It's 4 feet long. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. They call the paramedics. The paramedics take him to the hospital. He needs 3 stitches right on the tip of his wiener. The snake is caught by a local snake rescuer who then lets the snake go. Serapop was quoted saying, It was only a small snake, but its bite was so strong. I hope that my penis can recover. (laughs) At the time of the interviews that I read, doctors seemed very confident that his penis would indeed heal. They didn't have to amputate or anything. No. So, an interesting thing though, as I was doing the research for this story... I noticed that like a lot of details were off and that things seemed kind of like one of them said it was a squat toilet and one of them said it was like a sitting toilet. And then I realized that there's two stories that happened to two people in Thailand. uh, The same exact thing happened. So the other stories in 2016, who's was another Thai man. He was on one of those squat toilets. And this was a ten-foot reticulated python that latched oh, onto his penis. Oh no! Um, it took him, his wife, and his neighbor thirty minutes to get the snake off of him. No. Um, and he also made a complete recovery. Can you imagine,
1: like going over to your neighbor's house for help? <laughs> you just have like a ten-foot python yeah. attached to you. Yeah. Your penis.
2: Yeah. I guess when they when the paramedics showed up, the snake's head was tied to the door. And they like had to rig this whole mechanism to try and get it off. Oh, of like
0: when yeah. the door slammed for the tooth <laughs> kind of thing? I don't when, know. <laughs> yeah. But
2: somehow they figured it out. But I'm just going to prepare you. His bathroom looked like a murder scene. It is. Oh, we get to see it? Pretty wild. Oh my when goodness. You, when is you that the think, snake? Yeah. And you think that all of that blood came from
0: his. His crotch. Yeah. From his wiener. Yeah. What the heck? How'd yeah. they get it off?
2: Uh, I, it took him 30 minutes to get it off, but he, so he actually had to go to the hospital for a couple of days, but yeah. again, the doctor said that they repaired him and he's back to full strength. All right. So that's so.
1: pretty messed up of that snake.
2: I know. Like, I wonder if, I do wonder with those snakes, if it was more of like a defensive thing or if they see like a dangler. <laughs> they just thought it as it is a little like, mouse. Yes,
0: <laughs> I, I don't know. Well, it's
2: terrible to think about, but.
0: Now we know how to catch reticulated pythons if we want. <laughs> <laughs> anyway
2: those are both smaller reticulated pythons a four foot reticulated pythons the small end of the spectrum yeah 10 foot is like that one's growing probably going to get a lot bigger um and then the biggest they get is like 25 feet the the biggest one ever measured was 25 feet there's a lot of anecdotal evidence that they get bigger than that okay so one of the sources i used for this research was a study done on reticulated pythons and this tribe of Philippine hunter-gatherers in the mid-1900s. In this tribe, 26% of the men in the tribe had survived predatory attacks by by reticulated pythons, and there had been six fatal attacks between 1934 and 1973. So the thing to remember is they're not venomous. So these people aren't dying from a single bite and then, you know, dying from venom. And even though their teeth are really gnarly, you're not like bleeding out from a python bite either. So all of these fatal attacks are people that got bit and then constricted. They died and the snake realized they were too big to eat or they got swallowed whole. Um, The nice thing about reticulated pythons and all pythons and all constrictors is that their metabolism is so slow that they hardly ever have to eat. So like a a huge 20-foot reticulated python... Can eat a rabbit and it's good for like a month or more before it has to eat again. So they're not even though these are predatory attacks. This isn't an animal that's like constantly hunting people. It's just that there was a lot of them, and this particular tribe lived out in the jungle and they really came into contact with them a lot. To enough to where people were dying. And then also the other thing that's really interesting about this study is the men in this tribe averaged 90 pounds. So oh, they're like a very yeah. small people. And the reason that a lot of scientists think that reticulated pythons don't attack people a lot more often is because our shoulder blades are too uh, wide for them to actually ingest us. But these guys were small enough that it made sense for them. So one of the stories from this study, though, was pretty nightmarish. A father who was part of this tribe entered his dwelling in the jungle to find a python had killed two of his children oh, and was man. swallowing one of them head first. So he like comes into his, his hut or whatever. There's a huge reticulated python in his hut and it's swallowing one of his kids head first. And the other no. one's dead on the ground. And then luckily... Wait,
1: why is he dead on the ground? This, it just so like it constricted
2: it. him, killed him, and then moved he- on to the other one and then started eating the other one. But uh, the lucky thing is he had a six-month-old that was fine, like mm-hmm. totally unharmed. But he killed it with a bolo knife and like opened it up and one of his, you know, his kid was halfway swallowed. People Did do, the kid
1: survive?
0: Uh, no, those two died. So yeah. w- probably by the time it's consuming uh, whatever it's eating, it's dead by that point because it constricts yeah, the, first and it, then it constricts,
2: eats? kills, and then eats. It oh, doesn't yeah. eat you alive. So people do get eaten and swallowed whole by reticulated pythons from time to time. That study was in the mid-1900s. It was like 1930 to 1970. But in 2018, a woman in Indonesia went missing after working in her garden. Uh, The local townspeople mounted a search effort. They found her sandals and her machete. And then just like 30 feet away, there was a huge reticulated python with like a big bulge in the middle of it. And they cut it open and she was inside. And there's actually, I think, video of that whole discovery of them cutting it open and stuff. So if any of you guys are real sickos out there and you want to see that, I'm sure you can find it somewhere. <laughs> what would you search? Probably just like woman, woman inside a snake. Yeah, woman swallowed whole by snake. We've talked in the past about an animal that can swallow humans whole. This is it. This is the one that truly swallows you whole. It's not tearing anything off or anything. It's swallowing you completely whole. But as we mentioned, I think the people that are most susceptible to that would be children. Uh, women or anyone like pretty small in stature because they kind of do this mathematics when they see prey and they know whether or not generally know whether or not they can actually ingest it. Every once in a while they'll they'll get something too big for them and then they have a real problem. This is a tricky one because on our show we're trying really hard not to paint these animals as monsters (laughs) and these stories are very monstrous. They are I think those toilet attacks were probably like defensive. The snake just lives in this urban environment, it finds a nice little watering hole, and then suddenly something's there and it feels a need to scare it off.
1: It was just like chilling and then he drops a big old deuce on it (laughs) and it's like, what the heck, (laughs) take this.
2: It might have just been pissed off. These predatory attacks obviously do happen, but again, it's these people that really live on the fringes of reticulated python habitat where they've been brought into this urban environment. And suddenly they have this new food source and they don't see us as a food source. If they did, there's a lot of reticulated pythons out there. They're a relatively common snake. If they actually saw us as a food source, a lot more people would be killed by them. But they don't not see us as a food source too. So you do have to be careful. Okay, so they live in rainforests, woodlands, grasslands uh, in Southeast Asia. Uh, We mentioned they can grow up to 25 feet. There's actually a standing fifty thousand dollar offer from the wildlife Cons- conservation society for a live healthy reticulated python that measures over 30 feet which is pretty much the plot from the movie anaconda <laughs> <laughs> yeah we should get on that yeah, okay. we need john voight because wasn't he trying to capture the anaconda live
0: he didn't want to kill it right right yeah.
1: Uh, yeah i believe i don't right. remember that we, well. need,
0: we really need to rewatch. it. <laughs> john voight kind of seems like a bad hang these days though yeah, yeah he doesn't should. seem like a good person <laughs> that's a good point all right
1: but he's a bad guy in the movie that's true yeah
2: all right so they mostly eat mammals as we mentioned they can eat an animal up to a quarter of their length and up to the same body weight so um they weigh up to like 350 pounds so, really big snake, they can eat a lot of stuff. They could probably eat like a whole deer, they can eat pigs, they can eat humans. So, they get really, really, really big. So, as far as biology, do you guys have any other questions about reticulated pythons?
0: Are they ever kept as uh, household pets?
2: They are. They are. Uh, they're actually a pretty popular snake in the reptile trade. Me and Jeff grew up near a pet store um, that had a reticulated python, a pretty big one actually. Oh, cool. And I remember going there and the guy letting me like hold it and it wrapping around my leg and just being like, Oh, there's no getting this thing off. <laughs> if it starts wrapping around you, um, they're, they're pretty popular. Ball pythons are a snake that a lot of people have cause they're really docile.
0: Reticulated pythons tend to strike out a little bit more. How about, so we've talked about bite pressure with a lot of these animals. Maybe something that'd be interesting is, uh, like constrictive pressure do you, yeah. do you have any numbers on yeah,
2: that yeah from what i remember it's somewhere around 300 pounds per square inch okay so it's pretty strong it's like enough to break bones pretty easily
0: i mean a one inch snake could crush 300 pounds that's impressive. yeah and that that's yeah. the trick
2: the tricky thing is it really depends on how big the snake is so yeah. it's that's why i think that measurement was from an average size male reticulated python Okay. But and a much if bigger. If I
1: animal. were to just squeeze you as hard as I could,
2: yeah. how much would that be? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> like ninety, probably, side <laughs> or something. <laughs> I have no idea. I truly yeah. don't know. So, any other questions about reticulated python biology? Southeast Asia, biggest snake, longest snake in the world. Really cool. Yeah. Uh, absolutely beautiful animal,
0: and they're pretty common. I have been to Thailand and taken many dumps. And I never got attacked. So I don't think you really got, you don't have to, you got to worry, it sounds like.
2: It sounds like you want to check your toilet bowl. Yeah. Uh, And actually, I think on the second toilet story that I told, they had seen a snake in the like toilet multiple times and it was kind of like a running joke. Uh, in that building like that apartment building oh no and i it shouldn't be a joke apparently you got a snake in your pipes
0: you should get rid of
2: it
1: i don't know how long afterwards do you think it turned into a joke immediately (laughs) well for you
0: maybe not but if that happened to me I would fully expect oh, we, you two to make jokes
1: as it was clamped onto my penis. <laughs> you'd never, yeah, you'd never
2: yeah.
0: live it down. No, yeah, you
1: think it'd be kind of cool to brag about? Girls like scars.
0: I'll
2: say, Pop <laughs> or was that his name, Sirapop? The first, yeah, the first kid. He seemed pretty stoked about his story. Like, really? He was, yeah. I think yeah, I'd be pretty, pretty smiley and really liked retelling it. I watched a video. He's pretty charming kid. Both of them were like. Really good sports, both of the two dudes that got their their, their dicks bit. You Um, gotta be. Okay, we're going to get into our categories. Uh, Our first category is your favorite python from pop culture or from real life or whatever. Jeff?
1: Yeah, I'm going to go with from the show Jackass. They do a skit where they have like puppets on their... It might have been Wild Boys. They have puppets on their hand, and like kind of hates snakes. But he does a puppet show for some pythons that they found in a pit. And I just like, <laughs> he's doing like a silly puppet show and then it just bites his hand right away. Yeah. And he like can't get it off. And it's just really funny
0: to me. Okay, Mike, how about you? Yeah, so I like um, the programming language, Python. It's oh. made some pretty amazing games. <laughs> uh, Sounds about right. Civilization 4, anybody? Uh, Sims 4? I, I am familiar with it. Anybody? Never played it. Yeah, we're on version 3.0 and okay. above now. Cool. It's pretty useful. Yeah. You're staying on brand. Uh, <laughs>
2: mine is definitely Ka, the python from Jungle Book, oh, uh, the animated Jungle Book. So uh, I think that whole scene where like Ka hypnotizes, hypnotizes. Mowgli yeah. and does the song and his voice, how it's like all lispy and stuff, yeah. I just think that's a perfect scene from an animated movie so for me it's Ka
0: was the snake in uh the robin hood animated movie was that a python
2: uh it, it definitely has like a python look and pattern to it oh, yeah. but it, that's pretty it's good hard, when it's, it's like hard floating to say. on the balloon yeah yeah, yeah. That, that's funny
0: <laughs> i can imagine
2: all right so we're gonna go into our cage match mike you want to
0: do the cage match category i'd love to do that for you guys uh cage match basically we are seeing out of all the animals we've talked about on the podcast so far where the python ranks amongst them all the reticulated Uh, python the reticulated python more specifically Mm -hmm. so wes you being the expert where would you place the python on the the ever-expanding list of animals we've spoken about
2: So there's definitely a few animals on our list that a full-grown reticulated python could kill. Uh, They could definitely kill an alligator. Burmese pythons have been released into the, the Everglades and stuff, and they kill alligators sometimes. So they could kill an alligator. They could probably kill a mountain lion, and they could kill a chimpanzee for sure. If they can kill a human, they could kill a chimpanzee.
0: A wolf, probably.
2: A wolf, yeah. Honestly, anything smaller than our bears they could probably kill so anything i think a black bear would probably be too much for it but i don't know actually there's a story of one killing a sun bear but it was a pretty small sun bear so yeah i don't think they could kill an american black bear but anything from our list that's smaller than a black bear i think a reticulated python would have a good chance of killing if it could get its coils around them
0: Interesting. Yeah. Did it eat the uh, crocodile alligator? Uh,
2: So there's been a bunch that have been, a few alligators have been killed by Burmese pythons. There's actually one really famous story though, where a Burmese python got an alligator and it was too big for it. And it actually like split open.
1: (laughs) Oh, so they both died.
2: There's like this photo of like the snake all split open and the dead alligator. And they both
1: died. Seems pretty hard to like kill a python too. If you don't have a weapon.
2: Yeah. It would be. the the So we'll get into kind of what you're supposed to do when mm-hmm. we do our, like, what would you guys do question and yeah. I answer it. But uh there's one other little story I read about an African rock python in Africa, which are significantly smaller. But it wrapped around a dude who was, like, doing construction. And he had to, like, bite his way into it. He finally got it to
1: let go of him. Whoa. But
2: that was a much smaller snake. I don't think that would work with a reticulated
1: python you couldn't just bite it i don't think you so. on it for but, an i mean hour. you might as
2: well try it that's all you got <laughs> so i think that solves our cage match i mean it's kind of a tricky one kind of in the middle yeah once they get their coils around you there's not much you can do so they i think they would do pretty well in our cage match okay uh what would mike and jeff do so if you guys were attacked by a big reticulated python what
1: are you doing who wants to go first? So if I'm in the situation as the first kid, yeah. I think I'll just put on, I think I'll just put leave it. Put on some it.
2: music and some candles and I'm stuff? I'm <laughs> leave
1: it on my <laughs> penis, and then I'm going to put on my tightest pair of pants that I have, <laughs> and I'm going to go to like a club or something, <laughs> and people are just going to think I'm hung, <laughs> okay. and then I'll just let it stay until it wants to leave. Okay
0: all right mike you know how like you can hold up a, a cross to ward off vampires yeah that one python didn't seem to like sandals okay so i'll just hold a sandal up and, which python you know, the one that the, the one like that ate the lady but left her sandals. sandals and
2: machete okay yeah. interesting there you go all right so um you both had you know pretty dumb things to say i apologize again <laughs> jeff's I knew exactly where you were going the second you started talking about it. (laughs) Mike's, the sandal thing was, yeah, I just don't even know. Um, All right, so what I've learned, I actually didn't know much about what you're supposed to do. I did know that if a snake starts constricting you, you want to start with the tail and kind of just unwind it as it's constricting you. You don't necessarily want to go for the head because their head can be really hard to control. And once they, again, once they bite into you, it's really hard to rip them out because they're hook they're hook like teeth. They really yeah. anchor into you and it really messes you up too. A lot of bleeding. So you start with the tail and you start unwinding and just try and keep it from constricting. So it's really helpful like all of our animals, it's really helpful if you have someone else with you. Because if the snake does manage to pin both of your arms down and you don't have someone with you, you're screwed. Like it it is probably going to kill you if it's a really big snake. Could
1: you just like body slam it you could
2: try i mean you would just have to do everything like that dude just start running Run into a or wall. body slam or yeah. whatever <laughs> yeah. but it's probably i mean if it's a really big snake and it's got you completely tied up like that you're giving up all your control so you want to make sure your arms don't get tied up uh you don't want to try and strangle it i think that's kind of your natural thing is to like go for its neck it's not going to work uh they don't have that same kind of ability to be strangled like we do you want to focus on that tail, focus on unwrapping it, and then it's going to be focused on trying to rewrap rather than constrict. An interesting thing is that a lot of zookeepers think that uh, alcohol, like hard alcohol or like rubbing alcohol, if you put it in a snake's face, that immediately stops them from constricting. Oh, wow. Um, and that even with venomous snakes and stuff, it will re- they really don't like that apparently. So I was reading some people that, that do a lot of bush stuff out in Thailand and they're out in the jungle, And some of them actually carry rubbing alcohol or like a flask of hard alcohol with them. Uh, And then a lot of them carry a knife that's on a lanyard in case one of their arms is tied up. They can get their knife. And then you want to just stab the snake as much as you can. How quick can they wrap up around you? It's pretty quick. As soon as as they strike and latch on, they're starting to wrap and constrict. So you Um,
1: remember when we caught that collared lizard in Lake Powell? Yeah. You let me hold it. And it just turned its head around 180 degrees and bit me on the thumb. And then wouldn't let go. And then we pulled on it until we thought we were going to rip its head off. And it was like, we don't want to hurt it. So we wouldn't pull any harder. Right. And it just would not let go. You stuck a stick in and like tried to pry it off. Yeah. I held it underwater for like a minute and I was like... I don't want to drown it. It's really cool. Yeah. But like I could not get its mouth off of my thumb. That thing wasn't that big. No, it was a tiny little color. I can't imagine trying to get a python's mouth off of you. That's the
2: scary part kind of to people because you're getting bit by a huge snake. But it's not what you want to focus on. You want to focus on its body that's wrapping around you because that's what could actually kill you. So getting the mouth off is the last thing you do. You unwrap those coils you get it off of you and then you can try and pry the teeth out, which is going to suck and it's going to take a while, mm-hmm. uh, especially if it's on your, your privates. Um, okay, so that's kind of what I learned you're supposed to do. As far as avoiding attacks, it's really just being careful, like keeping, you know, looking for any kind of signs of snakes, looking for places where snakes might be more common. They're common in like caves, in leaf litter, uh, around the fringes of jungles. Just being really careful, and if you see one, it's not going to chase you. They don't chase prey. You just don't be don't be within striking distance of that snake, um, and you're fine. Just don't
0: get attacked. Yeah, it's that easy, honestly. And
1: you the said only it's two thirds of its body length it can strike. A third of its body uh, length. A third.
0: And really, the
2: only people in the world that live in a place where they have a constrictor big enough to swallow them whole are people in Southeast Asia. And people in South America. If not you live, Florida. Those Burmese pythons. I don't. It's never happened. Like an adult person hasn't been swallowed by one or killed by one, as far as I know. Yeah. But it's not impossible. Yeah. <laughs> but mostly Southeast Asia, and if you live around green anacondas, that too is a potential. But really, they're not out to get people. Don't be scared of them. Um, snakes are something like they're an animal that we already have demonized a lot, and people are naturally very terrified of them these are beautiful animals like if you see a reticulated python they are really really beautiful and they fill a really important ecological niche so they're important animals don't kill snakes for no reason uh they belong and they're really important okay so that kind of segues right into our next category which is how are we messing things up for them reticulated pythons are actually a least concern animal they're doing pretty well But the reason they're doing pretty well is because they exist pretty well on the fringes of human society, Uh, and that's because where humans go, usually there's lots of rodents too, and they do well with rodents. They also eat dogs and cats and stuff like that. So they do okay where cities pop up, but that does put them in conflict with humans. So that's kind of the main thing is just human conflict and habitat loss that's happening with them. They are traded in the pet trade and stuff too. All right, our next category uh, is actually some listener questions. Okay, so this question
1: is from rattykins.star. Rattykins. Rattykins. <laughs> I like that name. <laughs> Best snake encounters. Looking forward to episodes about hyenas and sloth bears in the future.
2: Cool. Oh, wow. We are too. Best snake encounter. So I have, I've been able to see like anacondas underwater. I've seen cobras. I've seen a lot of snakes. My favorite snake encounter is probably this last year getting to handle some wild cobras in india this guy who rescues cobras taught me kind of how to handle them and just threw me right into it (laughs) yeah he said he
1: just kind of caught a wild snake and let you get right in there he
2: essentially like showed up to the apartment i was in with the cobra he caught that day and then just like let it go and told me to catch it (laughs) so it was pretty wild experience and and one I'll treasure for a long time it's
1: funny like some instagram influencers they're getting like free purses or free workout gear and you just get like hey I caught this poisonous snake like that's your benefit of being (laughs) an instagram free opportunity you can hold (laughs) this cobra
2: (laughs) yeah it's
0: awesome I wouldn't have it any other way do you
1: have a favorite wild snake no but
0: I want to share one that I think is important uh, okay. When George of the Jungle swinging on the vines through the jungle, and he grabs a vine, but it ends up being a snake. Oh uh, yeah, that's good. It's a yeah. good joke. Yeah,
1: <laughs> thanks. Um, so I used to be really afraid of snakes. Yeah, I read a book called Firestarter, mm-hmm. and one of the characters gets paranoid by snakes, and for whatever reason, it rubbed off on me. So I was like really afraid, especially of rattlesnakes. Mm-hmm. And then I finally like saw one in the wild. And I picked it up and I faced my fear. And now I'm not
2: nearly as <laughs> yeah. afraid of it. And I remember I was jealous. So then I went out and found one so I could <laughs> yeah. pick it up. <laughs>
1: yeah. Okay. Uh, what's our next question? All right. So from West Elliot, what wildlife tattoo would you, each of you get? I would probably start with the bear, but... I've really
2: thought long and hard about getting a whale shark tattoo too.
1: Because you yeah. saw someone at a sandwich shop that had yeah, a cool one. Yeah,
2: a cool one. And then I also have a friend that did a design of a whale shark that I really like. And so I've really considered that. But it would probably, my first one would probably be a bear.
0: The coolest tattoo I've ever seen, I think, is uh, John Fashanti's octopus tattoo on his shoulder. Okay. And I would definitely Ooh. get an aquatic themed one. So that probably be what i'd do an I octopus think it's, yeah it's okay. super cool
1: yeah i mean probably a bear yeah just like a real simple bear where well, you have it like tearing through your skin what's well, like a like famous person who has a cool animal tattoo i know like the dude who played on real salt lake had dreadlocks beck beckerman mm-hmm. and he had a lion with dreadlocks tattooed on lion.
2: i do not want that. that's kind of <laughs> that's kind of cool though. i liked it uh all right what's our next question
1: LeBron has a big lion, right? There's so many lion tattoos, I feel like. So wait,
0: who was that? That was West?
1: West, West Elliot.
0: All right. Well, we look look forward to hearing from East Elliot next time, maybe. You know what? Maybe, should we all get animal tattoos? North Elliot.
1: Yeah. All yeah. right.
2: We'll do it after this episode. Okay. <laughs> all right.
1: This is from Star Wars fan 042. Nice. That kind of guy. Yeah. Uh, he's asking, how are you? Uh, doing all right. How are you? Oh, man, I don't know why. Okay. (laughs) Mike?
0: It's it's been a hard week. (laughs) Uh, We don't need to go into all the reasons why, but uh, thanks for asking. It means a lot. So I'm doing
2: okay. Jeff, you know, it's up in the air. Mike's had a bad one.
1: Yep. Okay. Okay. Uh, From suzie -er. One person you'd like to meet, (laughs) alive or dead.
0: Mike, you want to go first? Alive or dead. Yeah. Yeah. I'd like to meet my mom (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
1: okay jeff um i'd like to meet tom brady but i want to meet him when he's dead
2: okay the ghost of tom brady (laughs) uh for me i think it's david attenborough or Steve, He's alive, or right? Steve Irwin. Yeah. So Steve, Irwin's a Steve Irwin dead, David Attenborough That's a alive. better answer. Yeah. That's
1: the one I'm choosing to. Steve Irwin. All right. And we could just get play with animals. Yeah. That's mine. Okay. It's <laughs> <laughs> <That's> just <now. laughs> not my answer anymore. If you three were Lord of the Rings characters, which ones would you be? Not Wait, smiling? no. I think
0: this this question works better if we decide for the other people who they, they okay. would be. Okay. Yeah, let's okay. do that.
2: Yeah. So let's start with Mike. Okay. I'm gonna say I'm gonna start with Gimli.
1: Hmm. Okay, a little too tall.
2: Yeah, I'm not doing physical. I'm just like Mike's really Demers. fun to be around. He's like can be grouchy really quickly, but he also can be oh, really he happy is like really a quickly. Funny grouch. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, I'll I'll accept that. Yeah. He's a sure. grouchy funny guy. Yeah. Okay. Should we do West? Let's do West. I mean, the obvious answers. Frodo. Frodo. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Not just physically, but just kind of like the de facto lead. You know, mm. he's the handsome leading man kind of thing. I'll
1: give him. I'll give him a stop. Like kind of out outside the box one. Okay. Gandalf. Okay, interesting. I think he's pretty smart, and he like knows a lot of words that you don't normally know. <laughs> <laughs> so like you know like Gandalf probably has some spells where you have to like have a lot of stuff that's really weird memorized. I think okay. Wes would be pretty good at yeah having all that in his mind.
0: Uh, but if I had to pick someone else for Wes, it would be um, Strider. Oh, thank you. It'd be Aragorn. Yeah, Wow. I, I don't know. I just kind of flattered. an out three good yeah, ones. An outdoorsman, kind of you know, yeah. a little mysterious. That's very nice of you. Yeah. Uh, I I
2: I hope Gimli wasn't. A bad No, no, really. I I that's a high honor. All right, me. let's pick Jeff's. Uh, I'm saying for Jeff. Either Boromir,
1: oh yeah, baby,
2: or Pippin.
0: I was Pippin was the one I was leaning. I'm towards. gonna say Pippin as well. Yeah, I think Pippin's sweet. I think Pippin yeah. like awesome. is
2: just has this fun energy about him. You know, he plays a really important part in the whole story, uh, but he managed to keep a, a level head the entire time.
0: Yeah brings levity to a beautiful singing voice otherwise dire situations <laughs> you guys don't know this about jeff but he has got some pipes on him <laughs> beautiful tenor all
2: right that was a good question <laughs> thank you for that question star wars fan 42 0 42 wow. yeah 42
0: a 0 before 42 yeah. still 42 42 answer to all things in the universe or, oh. Hitchhiker's guide. Yeah, hitchhiker's i was gonna say is that yeah Next That's question. All. That's it. That's okay, it.
2: we're done with listener questions. Thanks, Thanks for the again questions. for the
0: questions, guys. Uh we will probably be asking for some more. Feel free real soon. as always to send us questions through our Instagram account, yeah. which is uh Tooth and Claw Podcast. There you go, At Tooth and Claw Podcast. Yeah. And we'll ask for them too. Yeah. Okay. So,
2: our next category is where can you see them? And I've kind of already mentioned this already, but Southeast Asia is the place to see reticulated pythons. Thailand is kind of the out of all those places probably the easiest even in urban areas like Bangkok and stuff you can um you can see them okay and then our final category is do we like this animal I'll start I absolutely love snakes always been obsessed with snakes reticulated pythons I was always thought were really cool just because I knew they were the longest snake in the world and they're really beautifully patterned so I really like them uh, I don't know where I'd put them on my list of favorites, but they're for reptiles at least they're they're like up there. They're probably top ten reptiles. How
1: about snakes
2: for snakes?
1: yeah,
2: uh I, there's a few snakes that would come before them like what? like a cobra, a garter snake, um a gardener snake garter snake just because I've caught a billion of them and I have like they a,
1: like smelled bad yeah, so, do, so
2: do big pythons mm. but um severus snake. Yeah, (laughs) Nagini. That's not his name. Anyway, I really like him. I'm a big fan. Yeah, go ahead, I can't give him a number like Jeff does. Yeah, (laughs) I don't know how he does. It's incredible.
0: (laughs) I actually am part of a a huge reptile family. What, you're part of a reptile family? Yeah, we We find rocks (laughs) to bask on all the time in the winter. Um, No, but um, some of my earliest memories are tanks with... uh, chameleons or snakes we actually had a snake escape one uh into our fireplace vent that showed up subsequently six months later really and i was the one to discover it kind of on the landing of our staircase up to <laughs> yeah it's crazy but we had a
1: similar thing well, happen was in it... our house yeah it was alive
0: yeah it was alive <laughs> okay. i love snakes ball pythons particularly we owned a couple of those yeah. as i was growing up My... i've been i've been tempted to get i a remember ball
1: they had like a weird name right
0: yeah, so one of them, they were both my brother Garrett's. One was Shu, and one was 829. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Interesting names. <laughs> yeah,
1: they were weirder than I remember. Yes, those are great. Why 829?
0: So this is a long story. When we were in Thailand, we met a pig that was like 436 or something. It had like its number tattooed on its uh, side. Yeah. And it was a really cantankerous pig. It would run around and get mad and snort and headbutt people. It was like a smallish pig. But uh that inspired my brother Garrett, who when he got the ball python, um named it after the date that he bought it on. So okay. what would that have been? August twenty Yeah. So interesting. Yeah,
1: that's yeah. weird still. <laughs> <I did. laughs> uh Jeff, do you like reticulated pythons? Uh yeah. They're they're all right. Yeah. I like like a reticulated python, I'll probably put it like 312 oh, okay. on my list. All right. So you like but a like, lot of animals more. Yeah, I like other pythons more. What python do you like the more? The green tree python is They're like beautiful. Oh, yeah. one of my favorite snakes. Good okay. call. Like that one's probably like in my top 50 animals. Okay. I love green tree pythons. I also I really like, oh, what are they called? The gaboon vipers? Yeah they're not a python right but i'm just saying favorite snakes yeah sure yeah Yeah. it'd be
2: they have the longest fangs in the in the snake world oh really look at that
1: they just are like chunks yeah they're beautiful uh but yeah like if i'm just going to look at snakes it'd be between the green tree python and the gaboon viper that i'd want to see yeah um but reticulated pythons like they're cool yeah so I like, like Jeff, seeing the Jeff, giant like ones. he
2: shrugged when he said it. He yeah. likes them, but they're not. In, yeah. yeah, totally. So is
0: that your least favorite animal we've talked about so far? Yeah. Okay.
2: Really? Yeah, I'm trying to. I'm I'm like drawing a blank on what we've talked about. It would rank above. You at like least. them. You I like mean, them, them less ones, than hippos.
1: It'd be hippos nice. and chimpanzees are at the bottom. Yeah. But yeah, I like them okay. a lot less than those. Okay.
2: We're definitely going to do more snakes. So we'll save some more because um, we got to get into venomous snakes. We got a lot of snake episodes ahead of us, but. This was articulated Pythons. Thanks so much guys for tuning in. Uh, we've been reading the reviews and honestly, like we're so flattered by them and um, we're so happy that you guys are enjoying the podcast. Uh, continue rating and reviewing for us, please. And please follow us on Instagram too. All
1: right, good to be back. Thanks yep. guys.
2: See you soon. Whether you're in a relationship single, or recently heartbroken, you could be navigating some tough stuff. And it really can be challenging to do this on your own. We all need help when it comes to our relationships, very specifically our love lives. I'm Jillian, and each week on my podcast, Jillian on Love, I share skills on how to strengthen our relationships, how to build a stronger sense of self, and how to heal heartbreak, and choose better partners. Learn how to start
1: making change today and search for Jillian on Love wherever you're listening now.